Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Thoughts and comments. It's actually been a little while, been a few weeks. Uh, went to the pub for the last UFC event. Before that, fell asleep. Uh, left JJ stranded outside my house. And speaking of JJ, he's here alongside me today. Going to go through the main card of today's UFC fight night, Luke and Muhammad 2. Should be a great card, judging by the preliminary action. Very fun card so far. We've got the opening match of the main card taking place as we speak. So I'll jump into what happened in the prelims after this one. But kicking off the main card, we have got Munir Lazez up against Ange Losa, who he is a former training partner briefly for Kamaru Usman. And he was on the last series of Dana White's Contender Series, where he lost by decision to Jack Della Maddalena, who looks to be a real prospect. So I think this should be a really quality fight. We'll come back at the end of Munir Laziz and Ange Losa, and we'll update you with our thoughts on how the fight went, and we'll jump through all the preliminary card as well. So not just a sports report, fight night, thoughts and comments. And of course, remember, if you enjoy today's podcast, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at not just a sports report. So kicking off the action with some welterweight, and we will be back at the end of the fight. Okay, it looks like Munir Lazez has got the win. A pretty close performance. They were definitely going for it, standing very close together as well, which is something that Dominic Cruz pointed out. And yeah, an interesting matchup, but I think Munir Lazez definitely had the better of the first two rounds. So that should be enough to see him get the decision. That is actually, I forgot, look, I must say, very hungover. Uh, so I forgot to say who we were actually going on in that fight, which was Munir Lazez by decision. Very conveniently picking the one that, yeah, but true, it, it is true. So look, Munir says it looks like he's going to get it done. We'll also jump into some of the prelim results, which JJ saw a couple of the fights. Look, I was face down in bed, started about 7.30 a.m. Australian time. So I've warmed into the day. We are at the main card now, but as far as the main card opener, Munir Lazez and Angelosa, how'd you see that one, JJ? Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Lazez. They were trading for sure, but uh, Lazez seemed to have the better of the trades, especially as the fight wore on. And we're about to go to decision here. We expect to see his hand raised. Um, yeah, I was also on Lazez by points. Very convenient as well. Um, and yeah, but good performance from his opponent. He survived. So, uh, And I believe it was his debut as well. They were both coming from the Contender Series. So, uh, uh, Okay. Describe that. Um, yeah, and Lazez has got it, so good start for us. Now, just jumping through the prelims as well and the results there, the opener, Kevin Kroom. Look, one that I usually do bet against, was not expecting him to get knocked out in 47 seconds by Alatang Haili, uh, I believe, the Chinese-Mongolian prospect. So Kevin Kroom. Uh don't know if he, that, that could be his last UFC fight. After that, we saw women's strawweight action. Sam Hughes got the decision win over Estella Nunes. 
Stella Nunez, quite poor as well, suspended for performance-enhancing drugs a little while ago, missed a lot of action, and since returning, she's 0-2. So, yeah, really not sure um, how that's going to go for Estella Nunez going forward, but great win for Sam Hughes. Jordan Levitt, the Monkey King, got the decision win over Trey Ogden. And you saw that one, did you, JJ? What did you think of that one? Yeah, pretty entertaining fight between Levitt and Ogden. Ogden was on debut. Um, yeah, it was pretty even overall. Uh, Levitt, I believe, it might have even been a split decision. I didn't catch that. But yeah, pretty close. Ogden, a good showing from him. He was definitely in the fight. But Levitt just got a bit bit more of the trades, I believe. And um, yeah, when Ogden had a bit of momentum, he unfortunately stepped in and uh, there was an accidental headbutt. So Levitt had a moment or two to regather and he came out after that and um, peppered in with some leg kicks. So pretty close uh, fight, but yeah, Levitt coming out on top there. And next up on a, on the card was a heavyweight clash between the Slovakian, I believe he was, Boudet versus Barnett. Um, quite an interesting matchup. Boudet was significantly taller. Uh, Barnett, uh, the shortest heavyweight in the in the uh, promotion, I believe. Um and yeah, they were they traded for a while. They're up against the cage a lot. Boudet seemed to kind of be using his height advantage to um, kind of uh, yeah keep him up against the cage. And then unfortunately, while he was up against the cage, I think I believe it was in the third round. Yeah, in the third round, he struck uh, Barnett with an elbow to the back of the head, and so they had to stop the fight right there. There was a question: was it a no contest for the illegal strike? But then they just the rule was they ruled uh, the fight up until that point. So Boudet got the win, which I guess was deserved. I don't know all the nuances of those um, rules, but yeah, Boudet definitely deserved the win um, uh, despite you know that illegal elbow. And for the next fight, I was actually on my way to mix to the place where I'm at now. Um, and, but Rafa Garcia actually ended up getting the submission in round two against Jesse Ronson. Might have to go back and look at that a little bit closer, but good result for Rafa Garcia. And then after that, we had Draca Close, I believe it's pronounced, or Draca Close got the round two knockout win over Brandon Jenkins. Brandon Jenkins, not a hugely rated prospect, but look, Close does well to bounce back. He's actually been having lots of trouble ever since the Jeremy Stevens push uh, in their weigh-in like face-off. A bit of time ago now, so good to see that Draka still getting the wins after that. So I haven't got my glasses on. Pani Kianzad up against Lena Landsberg. Didn't know a heap about either of them, to be honest. I'd seen a bit of Pani, hadn't seen much of Lena Landsberg. Uh, that was a decision win for Kianzad. Then up next, we had in the featured prelim two light heavyweights moving up to the heavyweight division, and it was Devin Clark getting a huge knockout win over William Knight. I was really impressed with that one. Uh, it came right toward the end of the fight. And yeah, he just managed to get it done. Started putting on the heat. Had William Knight up against the cage and then just hit him with a nasty elbow. Similar to a Taito Vasa Derek Lewis kind of shot. And very impressed with Devin Clark in that one. So great way to kick off the main card. Or I guess, yeah, warm into the main card. And up next, we have featherweight action. It is Pat Sabatini up against TJ Laramie. I am taking Pat Sabatini in this one. And my food is here. Thank goodness. I'm going to go grab my food. We will be back at the end of this fight. 
Pat Sabatini getting the win looked impressive throughout. Myself and JJ both jumped on Sabatini by submission, but very impressed with TJ Laramie. I mean, the entire fight, he was under pressure. The submission was being chased every step of the way from Pat Sabatini. So highly impressed with TJ Laramie. Like, look, obviously he didn't have the greatest performance offensively, but to get out of all those submission attempts, he did really, really well in those exchanges. So TJ Laramie, credit to him, but Pat Sabatini getting the win by decision. Far too good, far too dominant throughout the stages of the fight, but he just couldn't couldn't lock up that submission. So he was chasing it throughout the entire fight. It wasn't to be, but Pat Sabatini head-to-head getting the win over TJ Laramie. What did you think of that one, JJ? Yeah, 100% agree. Dominant um, from Sabatini. But yeah, good durability from Laramie. It'd be interesting to see when he's matched up against someone um, a little bit more even. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to keep an eye on Laramie for sure. Alrighty-ho, up next we have Myra Bueno Silva, who she's competed quite a few times now, a couple of times since I started this podcast back in October. So I've got a bit of a feel for Myra. She's a heavy favorite in this one as well against Wu Yanan, I believe her opponent is. I uh, haven't seen a great deal of Wu, to be honest, this week just due to time constraints and housemate making a fuck ton of noise constraints. Uh, I just didn't have time to record the preview and do the research that I would usually do. So it's the first I'm really seeing of Wu Yanan, at least to the best of my knowledge, but I have seen a bit of Myra Bueno Silva. Look, I don't know exactly what's going to go down here, but I've taken Myra Bueno Silva. I've seen more from her. She is Brazilian, has that quality jiu-jitsu experience. So I'm leaning toward that, but I am interested to see what Wu can bring to the table. So they're kicking off the fight now, three rounds. Myself and JJ will be back at the end with the winner and some thoughts and, of course, some comments. Alrighty, a very excited Myra Bueno Silva getting the job done. Uh, Yeah, I was happy with what I saw. I ended up betting on her to get it done by a decision. At times, she looked like she might be able to lock the submission up or the knockout, uh, especially in the first round. But look, great performance from Myra Bueno Silva, who has actually moved up into the women's bantamweight division. This looks like a much more natural fit for her. And she looked quality. Also a high level of activity from Bueno Silva as of late. So maybe we'll see her in action sooner rather than later. That kind of gives her a great opportunity to actually make a push for the rankings. And yeah, watch this space as far as Myra Bueno Silva goes. Up next, we've got what should be one of the fights of the night, in my opinion. Welterweight action between the Portuguese star Andre Fialo, who we saw step up and take a short notice fight earlier this year against Michelle Pereira. Ended up losing by decision, but showed plenty in that fight. I believe it was on pay-per-view in front of a crowd too, so... We'll be interested to see how he transitions and adjusts to the apex. And on the other side of the cage, Miguel Baeza, sorry, I can't speak English, who looked like a real threat in the welterweight division for quite some time, coming up with some big knockout wins until he ran into Santiago Ponzanibio, who got the decision win over him. And then last time out, he was knocked out, I believe, by Chaos Williams. That was the bet I went for. Look, I'm a huge Chaos Williams fan. One of my favorite prospects in the entire promotion. But look, I think Miguel Baeza, he's still got a lot to offer. And as far as Andre Fialo, I really liked what I saw from him in his fight against Michelle Pereira. So I think this could definitely be one of the fights of the night. I'm going to take Miguel Baeza. And whilst 
Look, I think Andre Fialo, very hard man to stop. Decision seems most likely, but I am going to be jumping on Miguel Baeza by knockout. I think this could be a really fun fight. I think we're going to see some heavy hitters going at it. And in the end, I think Miguel Baeza has enough to break this losing streak that he's on and get back to his winning ways because he looked like a very big prospect early stages. And then, of course, two losses against very high-level opponents have set him back. And it's time for him to get back on the horse. For Andre Fialo, he'll be looking for his first win under the UFC banner. So, yeah, cracking fight. Could definitely be one of the fights of the night. Taking my uh, Miguel Baeza by knockout. And we will check in at the end of the fight. And, yeah, see how everything went. Wow, we Andre Fialo, surely... Look, I didn't see all the prelims, but that's got to be a 50K bonus. In the clinch, look, I, w- I had my money on Baeza, but in the clinch, both guys looking really dangerous, very prominent strikers, known fight finishes. And it was in the cl- clinch, some really nasty uppercuts from Andre Fialo. Basically, he had Miguel Baeza backtracking from that point, hit him again, dropped him, jumped on top with another really nasty strike. Baeza did grab the leg, uh, but the ref decided to call it. Baeza protesting, felt like he wasn't given every chance. And look, yeah, he probably could have kept fighting, but gee whiz, I don't know how much longer he would have lasted. He was definitely knocked out, was hit very hard, and Andre Fialo, definitely one to watch. I was highly impressed with what I saw from him in his losing debut, but wowee, what a win from Andre Fialo. For Miguel Baeza, once undefeated, looked like a massive prospect. Now he's looking down the barrel of three straight losses. Next fight will be hugely important for him. And yeah, a pretty a pretty upsetting loss in terms of Baeza. He will be really devastated by that one. But for Andre Fialo, like, that was just incredible. He looks like a genuine prospect. And he's already fought a couple of times this year. So maybe it's not going to be too long before we see Andre Fialo back in the cage. And a great win for the Portuguese style. What do you think of that one, JJ? Yeah, nice fight there. Beza actually had a bit of the upper hand in the early exchanges, landing a few good punches. Uh, in his first fight, we'd seen that um, Fialo had a bit of the durability. I had a few questions about um, his kind of attacking, whether he had a few, like his punches looked really good, um, but whether he had a few different weapons. But in this fight, he definitely looked like he'd improved from the last fight. And yeah, just picked his moments in the clinch there, landed like two two or three good uppercuts and yeah, um, Bayes was rocked and I think it was probably right to stop the fight there because he was coming in hard on top and Bayes was in a vulnerable position. So yeah, definitely one to watch is Fialo. So main event time, this should be a very interesting one. Two contenders from Contender Series, both making their UFC debuts. Both look like insanely talented prospects we've got. Let me pull his name up. This one's a bit of a tricky one. But this is UFC debut. On one side, we have the combat sambo champion from Russia in Gadzi Omar Gadziev. Uh, a bit tricky. I'll work out how to say that a bit better. But he looks like a real prospect. Up against a fellow Dana White Contender Series graduate in Kyle Borello. Or Kyle Borello. Uh, far out. I'm going to have to get these names. A little bit better, but the natural has free spirit tattooed on his neck. He is a black belt in Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Huge set of skills on him. I'm really keen to see how this one goes down. They're in the co-main event slot as some contenders. 
and yeah, the UFC debuts, so they, they must be very highly thought of prospects to find themselves in this position. I think they're going to live up to it. They both look like highly skilled fighters, so very keen to sit down and watch this. Going to have to get their names a little bit better, but look, I was really torn as to which way I was going to go, but in the end, I'm going to take the Russian, uh, Omar, I'll call him, <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to take him by decision. He has some nasty submission wins on his resume, but uh, this is so close. I'm finding it really hard to split these guys. So I'm going to take Omar. Let me pull his name up one more time. My apologies. Poor preparation. Gardzi Omar Gardziev. So I'm going to be taking him by decision over the Brazilian in Borello. And it should be an incredibly close fight. Also quite funny on the adverts. We've got Shaver Shop. And the dude looks exactly like Dana White. And then there's also... A guy who looks like Daniel Cormier, so really rogue, Shaver. I'm not even going to say the brand name, actually. Forget the brand name, but yeah, we will tune back at the end of this middleweight co-main event. I'm actually, the more, the more I've seen from them in the previews and such, it's got me really excited for this one, so we'll sit down and be back at the end of our co-main event. Okay, wow, a very interesting middleweight co-main event. Kyra Borello looking the far superior. He looked really, really good. Definitely one to watch. We saw a break maybe in the second round for a nut punch. And then quite a long stoppage right in the final minute of the fight. Borello with an illegal knee to the downed opponent. I guess kind of similar to the Purity Yarn Elgermain Sterling incident. A lot of conjecture over what to do. The doctor came in. Uh, the, the, stop, the stop there was about as long as the actual fight itself. They ended up coming to a conclusion, and they decided to go to the decision. They took a point from Kyo Borello, but in the end, he was far too good. Like, as far as the actual fight goes, he looked awesome. He had an answer for everything as his opponent threw at him. And Kyo Borello definitely could be one to watch in the middleweight division. Middleweight is one of those divisions where I feel like there is room guys like Borello to really come through and emerge as contenders. So very interesting times in the middleweight division. Kyle Borello, not the way that he would have wanted to get the win, but he gets the win nonetheless in the co-main event, heading toward the main. And I'll speak a bit about the main event coming up in a moment, but first of all, JJ, a bit of an interesting way for that co-main event to play out, but in the end, Kyle Borello, far too good. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was an interesting fight. Uh, Braulio took, like, got the advantages quite early on. Um, uh, Omar Gadziev kind of got the takedown, then got reversed, actually. Uh, the black belt in jiu-jitsu showing up strong there. And then, yeah, he definitely dominated the, uh, both the first two rounds. Then the nut punch, that was un unfortunate. But um, after that stop, um, the stoppage, we did see uh, Omar Gadziev increase his kind of willingness to, to go for his signature leg lock, I believe. Um, but, yeah, he couldn't quite get it done. And in the end, yeah, they stopped the fight uh, and it went to decision and he was too far behind, unfortunately. So, yeah. All right. It is main event time. For the second time in their careers, they crossed paths in 2016. But this time, there is a lot more on the line. Both guys have a title shot. In their sights, There's, this is a stacked division. We've got guys like Gilbert Burns, Kamza Chimaev, Colby Covington, Leon Edwards. There are a hell of a lot of contenders for that strap. 
Kamaru Usman, obviously the champion. But look, Bilal Muhammad, seven-fight win streak, the fifth most takedowns among UFC active welterweights with 29, and the third longest active unbeaten streak in the UFC welterweight division. So he's not nicknamed Remember the Name for no reason. Bilal Muhammad really starting to put the pieces together. And as for his opponent, one of the most dangerous fighters in the welterweight division, Vicente Luque. I mean, if you remember his last two fights, Tyrone Woodley and I believe, uh, who was it? Um, Michael Chiesa, that's right. Both of them came out, tried to rush Vicente Luque. It did not work. He ended up finishing them both in the first round. He looks like an absolute contender. And when these two met last time, Vicente Luque got the knockout finish in under a minute and a half. So, look, they're going to be going for five rounds this time around. I am very intrigued to see how this one plays out. And what we're going to do is we're going to come back at the end of each round. Uh, I think we'll, it depends how long the fight goes, but we'll start with JJ at the end of the first, if it goes that far, and we'll give some thoughts and comments as the fight goes along. I am really excited for this main event. This is no doubt the most important and most hyped fight on the card. And it does have a real main event feel to it. So back in the apex, but still a very high-level main event about to take place right now. The Brazilian Vicente Luque up against Malala Muhammad. Almost forgot. And he's doing, been doing Ramadan, so making a lot of sacrifices would be incredibly hard to try and prepare whilst also fasting. But he's got it done. It's a credit to him. And his opponent, Vicente Luque, very, very dangerous. Potentially the most dangerous in the division if you take away the champion but as i said welterweight is stacked this is going to be one hell of a main event and we'll be giving our thoughts and comments throughout vicente luque below muhammad too uh, round one in the books and pretty even overall but uh started off on the feet they were kind of scoping each other out traded a few nothing really major and then below shot for the takedown scored it and was on top of uh, luque for a good one or two minutes there um, but by the end of the round, Luque managed to escape, get back to his feet, and it sets up for a pretty exciting round too, but uh, Bilal definitely winning that first round. Okay, round two down the hatch. Very similar to the first round. Look, the first couple of minutes had a bit more striking. Bilal Muhammad really chopping up that leg of Vicente Luque. Luque is throwing some decent strikes, but look, Bilal Muhammad edging ahead. He is now the betting favourite. Another takedown, so 100% two from two takedown attempts. Landed another one with a couple of minutes to go in the second round, and it's been very effective for him. We now enter round three, and if Bilal Muhammad, the number six ranked welterweight, can beat Luki in this round, then that's his three rounds up. And if this one goes the distance, well, Bilal Muhammad all of a sudden looks very likely to take this one out. I think Vicente Luque is going to have to chase the finish, we're seeing that in the first minute of this third round, Vicente really starting to have some intent behind his shots. I think he's going to start picking up the pace. For Bilal Muhammad, I am sure, at about a similar spot in the round, he's going to go for another takedown. And the major point of this round, if Bilal Muhammad gets another successful takedown, then all of a sudden he is well on his way to victory. But we do know that Vicente Luque is... A very, very proficient fight finisher. So we're going to tune in to what should be a very exciting third round. Alrighty, a much more even third round. Luque working his way back into the fight with some good strikes, landing, clipping, um, Bilal Muhammad. 
But once again, Muhammad got the takedown at around the same point in the round, around two minutes to go in it. Um, so he scored that takedown for sure. Interesting to see how the judges would have scored that one. I'm willing to say that Luke might have just snatched that round, so it sets up an interesting scenario for the last two rounds. Bilal, remember the name, Muhammad. We exit the fourth round, heading into the fifth and final. I have Bilal Muhammad up three rounds to one. Vicente Luque needs the finish. Should be a really exciting last round, but it's been Bilal Muhammad's takedowns. That has been the difference in this fight. He's utilized them really well, used his ground control just to keep Vicente Luque at bay. And look, Bilal Muhammad, some fans find this style a little bit boring, but it wins fights, and I know to be, you know, part of it is putting on exciting fights, but this is really effective. At the end of the day, you still want to leave with the win. Vicente Luque is incredibly dangerous. He's shown what he can do when you do try and rush a finish. See Michael Chiesa, see Tyron Woodley. So look, big fifth round coming up. Bilal Muhammad knows that he is five minutes away from entering the top five in the welterweight division and placing himself very close to a title shot. Maybe someone like Gilbert Burns next. I'm not exactly sure, but we're now into the fifth round. Vicente Luque needs the finish. Bilal Muhammad, five minutes away from the biggest win of his career and avenging the knockout loss in 2016 to the very same opponent he's facing tonight, Vicente Luque. Fifth round coming up. They're just doing... Not exactly sure what Herb Dean is doing, but looks like they're going to kick it off. So fifth round coming up. We will be back at the end of this fight. Bilal Muhammad. No wonder he's called Remember the Name. Just manhandling Vicente Luque. Very effective with his takedowns, with his wrestling. Just hugely impressed with what I've just seen from Bilal Muhammad. Similar to the Stephen Thompson fight, he just smothered his opponent. And he is smothering top 10 and now top five opposition so Bilal Muhammad will now enter the top five really interesting to see who he fights going forward I'd actually think that Gilbert Burns would be a really good matchup for them or for him and just would be a great matchup to see go down given both of them are extremely high level grapplers so look very surprising I had Vicente Luque I actually thought he was going to be able to get the knockout but that is a dominant victory from Bilal Muhammad. Four rounds to one, in my opinion. Could have even been for, uh, all five rounds. But I think Vicente Luque getting one of the rounds in there. But Bilal Muhammad, what an effective, effective performance. Six minutes and 13 seconds of ground control time. Five takedowns landed. And in the significant strikes, he actually led as well. 89 to 88. So one more strike. But he was the busier of the two throughout the entire fight. Far too good for his opponent, and he's avenged the loss back in 2016. So the sunnies are on. That's his, that's his thing. And Bilal Muhammad, mate, you deserve it. You can wear the sunnies. Fasting during Ramadan, just an incredible performance to come out and, yeah, get it done in that fashion. So Bilal, remember the name, Muhammad getting it done by decision. All right, just some notes from the post-fight interview as well. Very classy from Bilal Muhammad. Mentioned that he had to get over that hump of Vicente Luque knocking him out in under a minute and a half in their first fight some time ago now. But look, he had to get over that. He said that Vicente, he's he crossed paths with him in real life. He's just a nice dude, a good dude. So that's another thing that came into it. Just really classy response from Bilal Muhammad. And he said, look, he called for the title shot last time. He said no one wants to give it to him. Look, fair enough. I think Leon Edwards is in front of him. 
but he called out Colby Covington, and I think that would actually be a great fight. Uh, I think they're going to go with Kamzat and Colby, though, so I think Gilbert Burns makes a whole lot of sense. Someone like Sean Brady could be good, but Bilal now, he's kind of transcended that. He is right in the conversation for a title shot, so... I think if they're going to do comes out versus Colby, then I think Gilbert Burns up against, uh, sorry, forgetting, Bilal Muhammad, name, remember the name. Uh, so yeah, Bilal Muhammad, great performance. I will be sure to remember his name going forward. Definitely a contender now. And look, I know that he has a lot of people who dislike him. I, I, seems very likable. Every time I see him, he seems very likable. And I think his style rubs people the wrong way, but his style is great. Like, I think it's so effective. He's a quality fighter. Seems like a pretty decent human being as well. Uh, so, yeah, quality performance from Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name. That is the main event. Getting it done in what was a pretty interesting card. I didn't get much of the prelims, but warmed into that main card. Feeling really good now. Heading toward the footy. So that is UFC thoughts and comments. Bilal Muhammad getting it done in dominant fashion in the main event great card overall and don't forget that we will be back next weekend for the i believe it's amanda lemos and jessica andrage in the main event ufc apex i'll also be releasing the preview podcast sometime during the upcoming week so look that's it for now if you enjoyed the podcast of course don't forget to follow us on instagram at not just a sports report and follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. You'll be able to see whenever new UFC content drops. But until next time, that is all for now. Hope you enjoyed UFC thoughts and comments. And until next time, take care.